Healing into Consciousness Radio reveals a mystic's viewpoint on personal growth and transformation. Albert, a seasoned broadcaster, and Mata, internationally acclaimed master healer, teacher, and multi-award-winning author, explore both the dark and light sides of our human nature. They candidly talk about things most people shy away from, discussing our struggles with anger, jealousy, sex, insecurity, self-loathing, and fear of death. They discuss the meaning of awakening and what we need to do to transform our shadow and find the light of our true being. Through her compassionate guidance, Mata answers questions regarding your personal challenges with specific suggestions on how you too can heal into consciousness. And now, here are your hosts, Albert and Mata. Welcome to Healing into Consciousness Radio, where from a modern-day mystic's point of view, we discuss everyday challenges and the practical ways to transform them. My name is Albert, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, the award-winning and best-selling author and modern-day mystic, Eliza Mata Dalian. Her book is entitled, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness, and Mata is currently in the process of publishing Healing into Consciousness with the Dalian Method, a revolutionary self-healing system for a new humanity. The book and CD set will offer a master key that people can use on their own to accelerate their healing and transformation. You can look for it in 2012. And if you visit Mata's website at matadalian.com, you can find out more, including information on her evolutionary healing modality, the DM. Also her yes-no meditation and her guided visualization, Transcending Mortality. So, today on Healing into Consciousness Radio, we continue with our Osho series, the most rebellious and controversial mystic of all times and the greatest Buddha of this century. He is most known for his revolutionary contribution to the science of inner transformation and he continues to inspire millions of people worldwide in their search to define a new approach to individual spirituality that is self-directed and responsive to the everyday challenges of contemporary life. Well, Mata, I think today we're going to do a sort of a mini book review on Osho and one of his books that is currently available um, almost anywhere because it's it's recently released and it's part of the Insights for a New Way of Living. And uh, the title of uh, this Osho book is called Joy, the Happiness that Comes from Within. And I thought maybe uh, we could uh, talk about it. Before we start the book review, uh, and w we need to mention that this particular episode is dedicated to Osho and it's playing on December 11th, which would 2011, be today? which would be today. And it's actually, if Osho was still in his body, if he was still alive, he would have been 80 years old today. So it's a tribute to him on his birthday. And of course, we chose the book Joy because the core of Osho's message, in a way, is that once we find our inner joy, then we find fulfillment. And therefore, his work has been very much to bring more joy and celebration into people's lives. And that is absolutely an um, essential ingredient alongside with meditation and introspection, because 
if we are in more in relaxation and joy then to look inside to to start being inspired about the journey becomes a lot easier so as Osho the creator of the new vision of Zorba the Buddha embodies that principle of joy and since you know my own experience has been of the truth of the universe being joy Mm-hmm. Uh, here's here's actually what Osho says to confirm that joy is spiritual. It is different, totally different from pleasure or happiness. It has nothing to do with the outside, with the other. It is an inner phenomena. Mm-hmm. And once we come to realize that and experience that, there is an understanding that I'm not separate, that the whole universe is made out of joy and that creativity that arises out of joy. And, and we, we all know when we are in creativity, we, when we create something, it comes from within ourselves, within our own being, and it has nothing to do with another. And in that process of creativity, a certain joy arises with, which truly has nothing to do with happiness that, that is related to the 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 worldly sort of mundane interpretation of what happiness is. Yeah, in the book, he he nicely um, defines happiness. In fact, he helps us understand four words. The first is pleasure, which he says is physical or of a physiological nature. The second is happiness, which he says is more of a psychological nature. The third is joy, which, like you uh, mentioned in the quote, he defines as something that is spiritual and has nothing to do with the outside, but is rather an inner phenomenon. And then there is the word bliss, which goes beyond joy. And this is neither uh, physiological, nor psychological, nor spiritual. It is a, a total sense in one sense and transcendental in another sense. Could you comment on that? In in the state of bliss, there is no longer any I or any ego involved. So, because even in, in the state of uh, creativity that brings in that inner joy, there's still the I, the creator. I'm creating something. But in the state of bliss, there's a recognition that there is no separation that I am actually, there is no I am anymore. It's just a state of presence that is all-encompassing, all-inclusive. There's a state of unified presence which has no separation that is created normally by the ego. This is what Buddha called nirvana, correct? Well, nirvana, maybe I would say even a step further than bliss. Because in the bliss, still the experiencer is there. In nirvana, there is no experiencer, there is no experience. It's simply a witnessing consciousness. Mm-hmm. So in that witnessing consciousness, there is, there is no experience anymore left. So it's, it's in that emptiness, there's the awareness that this emptiness is full. And in that awareness, in consciousness, there's no denial everything is included so there's no good or bad there is no there's not even bliss there's not even feeling blissful and the sense of even presence in a way 
gets transcended because in that presence there's recognition this presence is consciousness right this is something very very difficult to to describe it only can be experienced and but it's good idea to actually know that there is another step there's always those you know steps higher and greater and deeper so it's it's an inspiration to know that not to stop anywhere even if you experience bliss just continue because there's still more to be experienced. Right. Going back to that word happiness, which Osho uh, speaks about quite uh, significantly and a lot in, in the book. Uh, there's a chapter devoted to, to, to happiness. He says that it has, some, it has something to do with your consciousness and not with character. Can you comment on that quote or that statement? Well... It's, I don't know the context, it's, it's, it's almost like you need to, when, when you're reading Osho, this is one thing I'd like to mention, that when you're reading Osho, it's very, very important to read the context, because he makes different statements, if you just take a, 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 a quote, Mm-hmm. outside the context that he's actually trying to bring in the awareness to, mm-hmm. then you miss because one quote could be exactly contradictory to another quote about the same topic or the same subject. And that's why, especially when you are quoting or reading a mystic, something that a mystic uh, speaks about, you need to look at the context simply because the mystic always covers two aspects of reality he looks at both the contradictory uh, sides of the the same thing so in other words two sides of the same coin because when you are a witness where you're in a state of consciousness you always see the two sides Mm -hmm. you're not identified with either side you step out and you look at both the sides and you know that if i'm saying this the exact opposite is also true Mm -hmm. and depending on the context if if I'm describe if I'm saying this, it depends on this context, and this is true for this context. And if I say the exact opposite of the same thing, which is the other side of the coin, then you have to look at the context I'm talking about. Because if you only take the words and quote the words without looking at the context, the background, you're always going to misunderstand. Right. Practically speaking, I mean, what can somebody do? to increase the joy in their life. If it's true what Osho says that um, happiness is more of a psychological state, and he says the desire for happiness simply shows that you are not happy right at this moment. It's something that is fleeting. The flip side of, of happiness would be misery. Well, I, I think Where do we go as, as somebody who is, is kind of like on a path of shooting for joy, shooting for bliss, right? Where do we start? Where do we begin? Well, first of all, we need to understand that we are in misery because obviously something within does not feel complete, does not feel fulfilled. And we look for happiness exactly for that uh, particular reason. However, because we're so trained to look outside for a happiness, and the mind thinks that if I get this or that, I will be fulfilled. This is where we add to the misery. Well, even to pursue joy as a goal would be wrong then, right? Absolutely. 
so then the most important thing to pursue would be to th this is where I always say in my workshops and I always tell people when I'm working with them always ask the question why am I in this state because if you don't ask the question then you don't really understand yourself but the moment you start understanding yourself then it becomes easier for you to recognize what you need to do what kind of choices you can make and without understanding yourself the misery is because people do not know who they are the whole work is to find who you are people well say what, what do you mean I don't know who I am I know I'm you know I'm an engineer I'm a doctor but that's not who you truly are because that's a profession that comes you know you you just use your skills in that no matter what your skills are still you need to know who your your innate truth which transcends the mind which transcends what you do it's basically your being that is eternally here and can never die so also it's very important to understand a part of knowing yourself is to understand that why people keep misery is because there's certain sense of joy in misery as well there's certain sense of certain sense of identity so then it's hard to let go of it because somewhere this is what people know and it's sort of like a joy standing uh, upside down on its head mm -hmm. and and because of that it becomes even more difficult you know the mind says well you have to come out of the misery the conditioning the social you know everybody says in the self-development movement that you have to jump out of your limitations but then how to do that is the question and this is where most people are stuck because to jump out you first of all need to understand what keeps you in that state of limitation mm -hmm. so would you say happiness is a state of limitation I guess you would well depends depends if you're chasing happiness if you think unless I have this I will not be happy then of course you're limiting yourself right and this is where you need to understand which part of you is thinking that why are you thinking that it's always the ego that thinks I, you know it's the trained mind that thinks if I get to some place then I'll be happy and coming back to this message that we started with with Osho's message that you know bringing more celebration is how we can easier jump out of that conditioned state of the ego mind because the whole society lives in that state of rigidity and and you know following certain rules and that's where Osho brought so much of the celebration and dancing and and that's what he says if people can dance a little more sing a little more be a little crazier their energy will be flowing more and their problems will by and by disappear. And I've seen that actually practically happen in the community that Osho created. And, you know, even if you have some upheaval with your emotions, let's say you're having a relationship and it's breaking down or, or something, you know, is not quite working out, you, the moment you step into that community, the energy that Osho created, all the problems suddenly disappear because there's that energy field of celebration. This is what you call the Buddha field. That's what, yes, that's what Osho called the Buddha field. Mm -hmm. And it has power it has a lot of power that's why it's important for like-minded people to to come together and create that energy field because in that energy field also you have to also remember that 
in the presence of a mystic, a Buddha like Osho, it's easier to be able to step out of your mind and uh, not get caught in projections because somewhere he holds that light and he holds the torch. Mm -hmm. So, um, and even, you know, people go into projections, it's easier to step out because you continually hear the words, you hear the, you're in that energy field. So what's happening now with, with the new age, with the digital age, and with somebody like Osho, which was not available in Buddhist time, all the words are in books, they're on videos, they're on audios. So even listening to those past discourses, you can feel the energy field that was created around a master like Osho. And therefore, you can easily be taken into that space. So in other words, and this is what we did, this is what Osho did, in the morning he would give talks for two hours, then during the day there will be different meditations and uh, some work meditation, and then in the evening he will talk uh, another two hours. So just by sitting two hours listening to him was a meditation in itself as well. But, But that's the intensity of search that we need to bring in because our collective unconsciousness is so heavy and the collective does not support individuals to find themselves because Mm -hmm. the moment you find yourself you're going to step out of the collective and collective cannot use you the way they it wants to use it the status quo cannot use you the way it wants to use you so therefore it seems almost like a mountainous task to climb that mountain and and really stay centered but the good thing is now you don't even need to travel half the world you can incorporate listening to talks from somebody like Osho and and there's there's so much available on internet now that you can listen and you can watch and you can read so we're in a very blessed time where the information age is really making people more conscious and making people aware that they don't have to live with old precepts and ideas and conditionings, that mm-hmm. there is a way for them to take power back into their own hands. You're listening to Healing in the Consciousness Radio with uh, Albert and Mata, a modern-day mystic, and her perspective on the greatest mystic of all time, which is, of course, Osho. In the book, Joy, there is a long chapter devoted to question and answer is entitled uh, Understanding the Roots of Misery and Why It is So Important. And you addressed this at the beginning of the program today. I want to run this quote by you, and I hope it's not too much out of context, but uh, Osho said in this chapter, whenever somebody else is responsible for your misery, you are not aware that by giving the responsibility away, you are losing your freedom. Responsibility and freedom are two sides of the same coin. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of us Mm -hmm. are very easy to give away our responsibility and uh, and the freedom, too. That's a very profound quote, and and it's almost like (laughs) you probably need to repeat it. uh, I would say repeat it, and then maybe I can elaborate a little bit on on it. Whenever somebody else is responsible... For your misery, Mm -hmm. you are not aware that by giving the responsibility away, you are losing your freedom. So let's comment on that before you go. So giving away the responsibility means 
whenever you're blaming somebody, whenever you're putting, this is how you put the responsibility, you point the finger, that it's somebody else's uh, fault that I feel this way. Mm -hmm. So you're making somebody else responsible for how you feel. Mm -hmm. That's that's basically what he's he's saying here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, so responsibility and freedom are two sides of the same coin. That's right. So then what happens if you blame somebody else? Then you are actually, how can you be free? How can you be free to make your own choices? Because somebody else is creating the misery that you're experiencing in your eyes. So obviously then you're dependent on other people changing their behavior. And therefore you're not free. You cannot step out of that misery. And this is where people really, really many times miss because the blame so much goes on the outside, the energy so much goes on the outside that people really don't understand that the outside is only a mirror reflecting back something that's happening inside that I need to see right. and know myself. This is how we get to know ourselves. Why do I feel this way? Why is this being triggered in me? When, when somebody rejects me, why do I feel miserable? Right, right. So, and what, if somebody accepts me and, you know, tells me, um, gives me compliment, why do I suddenly feel good? Because if we are in a state of witnessing, nothing should touch us. Mm -hmm. Neither the, the blame nor the compliment. You simply remain a witness because you understand that whatever is coming from the outside, doesn't matter whether it's positive or negative, it's still coming from somebody else's projection projection or, or, or the view the thing is many times when it's a blame it's more of a projection when somebody really recognizes truly your presence or, or, or your energy and and the compliment is not just a lip service but more recognition or more it comes from the heart and comes from the person's authenticity you are you know that there's more of a connection a being be, being to being heart to heart connection mm -hmm. and whenever something comes as a blame it's more a mind projection right this kind of echoes some of your comments of, of what you're saying and, and I recognize this to be true where this is what Osho says again and I quote misery makes you special happiness is a universal phenomenon and there is nothing special about it mm -hmm. and uh, you want to on further to say that quote try to understand your misery and live it go to the very depth of it find out the cause why it is there and let understanding be your meditation this kind of echoes your work and what your work in essence is all about Peeling that's right onion. that's right and as we go deeper this is where people start recognizing that you know th those areas when I when I point out that they're enjoying the the, the misery and, and the um, sadness they initially they go well no I don't but then once they start looking in they recognize that they do and here's uh, here's another quote from Osho actually from the book just watch every kind of misery either it has some pleasure in it which you're not ready to lose or it has some hope in it which goes on dangling in front of you like a carrot Mm -hmm. And this is this is another very very common area where people are stuck. So this book actually could, could uh, it, it's beautiful because it has also some questions and answers, and it makes it a little bit more 
immediate and more more personal and of course any kind of insights from Osho always open these wonderful doors a wonderful space it's like a suddenly you see a rainbow in front of you to understand that to comprehend that mm -hmm. but it's very easily understood if we understand that the the very essence of our nature is joy so the roots in joy, the unhappiness, the source of unhappiness is a recognition somewhere consciously or unconsciously that we are actually not living in our nature because joy is our true nature. We're all calm, we're all creation as we see it in manifestation of material reality. Anything that has the source that, that is visible or invisible has its source in, in joy because joy is how we see the universe. Otherwise, we wouldn't be seeing anything. Every, everything would be empty. So out of em that emptiness arises, out of creation uh, through the space, through the empty space, arises joy. So, and that's, that's in the essence, that's our uh, original essence, our original state of being. Mm -hmm. and, and when I say original, it's from the moment of creation, it's, it's our state of being. Mm -hmm. Because we experienced the joy as we came into existence out of that emptiness. So therefore, we long back to experience that joy. And then through that experience is also we find that piece of the original state of nothingness, of emptiness. So, and we most of the time unconsciously long for it because somewhere deep down we know that something is really not complete. And in that knowing of things are not being complete, we experience the misery, we experience the inner turmoil, that there's something more, and, and we want to achieve that. But how do you distinguish that from ego desires or ego's ideas of misery? the ego that creates the misery and the ego that creates the happiness? That's a very good question. The ego normally looks for happiness in, in a sense. It has a goal in mind. So the ego mind says, if I get married and if I have this car, if I have this house, if I have, you know, a family, a child, whatever you want to, uh, if I have a degree, whatever the ego wants you to achieve, and obviously it's the mind that thinks if I get these things I'll be happy and there is an end goal in mind so you know the goal but with joy how to distinguish what is joy with joy it's an inner feeling there's no goal as per se you don't even know what you're looking for but you know that there's something missing inside and you're looking for that you know that there's some kind of an answer you need to get and that's deep inside you it cannot be achieved by getting you know material things or or uh, getting the mind fulfilled dreams come into reality because every time we want something we get it suddenly it loses it's, it's luster, yeah, it's attraction. That's right, and suddenly we start feeling that emptiness again, that inner unrest again, knowing that there's something still missing, there's something still I'm looking for, and that's why I say it's unconscious, and, and we feel the misery of it. We feel the misery of, I need to know myself, I need to know what happens. 
after I die because I see everything is temporary it comes and goes and we've talked about this so many times but I think we cannot emphasize that enough so this is why the the roots of misery are in joy because we start from our original uh, state of beginning is joy yeah yeah I was gonna ask you as a mystic what do you think is the essence of joy what do you think that is the essence Okay, yeah. If we would describe the word joy, it's, it's, it's the ecstasy in a way. It's ecstasy. I would equate the word joy to ecstasy. And ecstasy means stepping out of the mind and knowing the truth. Right. So there's a difference of intellectual knowing and the true knowing. And ecstasy is the state of true knowing. It seems to me that, at least for me, the question would be not so much, where do I go when I die, but how do I live this life knowing that things come and go, that everything is within time, it has a beginning, it has a, a middle and an end. Everything is born and everything dies, right? Knowing that, right, more than intellectually. And I guess the mind would say, okay, would cause me to become very melancholy the fact that some that's you know everything passes how do i live my life knowing the facts of life that everything that is born dies well this is ac actually an existential quest with every single person that every single person goes through this the problem is that we cannot know it through the mind we can only know it through experience and until that experience happens that you understand or you ex you know, you experience that I am joy then the search ends and until the search ends you do not get to be in moment to moment you know living in the now as as, as uh, we describe it so it cannot be achieved through the mind it has to it has to be part of your experience and of course that experience comes through meditation of watching one's breath, of watching one's thoughts and emotions, things that come and go. Is that what you're saying? That's the journey. That's the journey of doing the quote-unquote hard work. And it many times is quite frustrating. Mm. And um, many times you feel like you want to stop and drop. And uh, many times you feel even more miserable. Mm -hmm. then when you began your search and this is where many times people stop and they go what's the use i'm i'm feeling worse now I've, I've been doing all this work and i now feel worse and i thought if i start meditating looking in and doing this um, inner work of transforming and peeling away the layers of my unconsciousness i'm going to feel better but i'm actually feeling worse and and it, it's a normal process it's not that you're feeling worse it's that you always you, you've been oblivious of all that deep deep unconsciousness that you've been living with and the moment you start becoming a little bit conscious then you feel that uh, almost like this inner frustration and, and unrest that my god now I thought with my mind that if I can do all these things I'll get to a goal but now I'm seeing that there uh, there is no way I can achieve anything because 
because the mind is creating all the problems so you become aware of the mind that creates the problems and of course mind cannot take you to experience the truth and to know the truth you can only experience mm. it and and that's that's why you have to persevere on the journey and and when things get worse or seem to get worse and you feel that you're going to go crazy and and you you're just ready to drop that's the place that indicates that you're actually coming closer and you absolutely need to stay focused and persevere i'm a little perplexed about this paradox and osho talks about this in joy in buddha's search the six year search that he had where there was a desire for him to find out who he was the the search was was a desire it was a fervent desire in which he did everything that he could possibly do and it was only when he dropped all seeking or all desire that the gift arrived that's right and we have to remember though yes he did drop but there is also a point where there is a point of exhaustion right that comes that almost prepares the ground for you to drop you yourself experienced that that's right and the the exhaustion is of physical exhaustion and that's you know physical mental emotional exhaustion of i'm looking 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 and i'm doing 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 meditating for hours and hours and i'm so focused and i don't see anything else other than watching my mind and my breath and nothing's happening so there's that inner sort of frustration and exhaustion i think that would be more the right uh, the right word mm -hmm. when there's frustration you're not you're not quite yet close to that point of transformation but when there is an exhaustion that's where you go okay i let go i surrender because this gift of knowing reveals itself in that surrender and the surrender what are we surrendering we're surrendering the ego mind and this is where when you say i surrender it's like knowing that i can't i can't go any further this is it so i surrender to death i surrender to dying and what is dying the ego is dying so you in that moment like um, a little window opens and there is a possibility of experiencing your true nature which is joy which is nothing to do with the ego and the moment you see that that's where you step out and you, you, you almost suddenly see the whole picture and mm -hmm. there's no more that inner unrest just disappears mm -hmm. because then you know what's true and what's false and you obviously when you know something f as being false you don't really give it any energy mm -hmm. um, I want to get back to how somebody can really have their focus and maybe that's I'm wrong in saying that because I'm coming from a mind state. But, okay, here, let me phrase it this way. And I don't know if you answered it the first time I, uh, I asked it at the beginning of this program, but, is, but what I, what I want to ask you again is how, how do we cultivate that sense of joy? How do we cultivate more joy in our life? How do we actually find that bliss, even that, like what Joseph Campbell was talking about, follow your bliss? Like, what are the clues for those of us that are thick who may be a little thick, you know, and, and who maybe have more of a proclivity towards misery or the dark side of things and are struggling with uh, areas of the light, what would be your tip 
of the day to well, help us? The bliss is always in the moment, is always in being present. Because once you're present, there is no mind taking you somewhere else. You're present here. Because the mind is either in the future or it's in the in That's the right. Past. And in the moment, if you are in the moment, if you're present, whatever the moment is dictating, you flow with that. Then you're in bliss and there's no inner conflict. But when... That when means almost the, what you're saying here is like a, a total acceptance of what is, no matter what. Being present, that's right. Because in the present things change the road changes it could just have a curve you know it could have you're sort of heading somewhere and suddenly there's you feel okay spontaneously i want to drive into this driveway you know or drive into this road right. it's a small tiny road and i want to go there just intuitively spontaneously and then suddenly you realize you know wow you come into this beautiful oasis that you wouldn't have seen from the main road mm -hmm. and but if you're if you're in your mind, you're programmed, well, I'm going to go from point A to point B, and I'm not going to divert anywhere, then you're not in a, in a present, then you miss out those things, and you're in your mind trying to reach somewhere. And once you reach there, you've missed something, your being knows that it's missed something. Mm -hmm. okay, so that's basically coming back into the moment, understanding that the moment has so much to offer. There's so, so much of beauty and so much of the unknown that the moment brings and this is where we need to embrace the unknown so to be in the moment means be embracing the unknown and just being in tune with your intuition because your intuition your being That's somewhere will take you right there the intuition mm -hmm. sweet okay good yeah so uh, is there anything else you'd like to mention about the book albert no, um, I, I, I just uh, I find it very refreshing how uh, Osho is uh, doesn't pull any punches. So here's here's um, a few things you know just to to mention. I mentioned question and answers before, and maybe I could just uh, read out some of the questions that sure. people had asked. Should one first come to terms with one's own loneliness before entering into relationship? So Osho answers that question. Is this really all there is? My life seems to be meaningless and empty. I keep thinking there must be something more. I want there to be something more. So he answers that. And I must mention that Osho actually has answered about 10,000 questions from seekers. Another question here, I feel caught. The frustration of boredom only increases when I think that anything I might do is a meaningless frenzy. What exactly is boredom? Mm -hmm. So um, he elaborates on that. Can you say something about the drug problem? What makes people get involved in using drugs? Yeah, this is all from the same chapter that I referenced uh, before called uh, Understanding the Roots of, of Misery. misery. Mm -hmm. So, and, and of course, there's lots of gems in, in this little book and with in all, all of Osho's books. And we will be... We, could, we should say that it's available... Uh, available everywhere. It's yeah. by St. Martin's Press. And some of the other titles uh, in this series, which is called, yes. again, Insights... For a new way of living, joy insights the new creativity, uh, awareness, courage, creativity, freedom, right. intelligence, intuition, intimacy, maturity. So those are all bite size for someone who wants to dabble and uh, have an experience of 
um, Osho's style of speaking, uh, his his insights, his depth uh, that he conveys, the depth of understanding, the the, the insights. That yeah, maybe you could say something about the DVD or or the. Uh, it, 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 it also comes. That's right. The books also come with a a video DVD of Osho speaking about these things. So that's. Uh, it really gives you a sense of. Him. Because some people have, my experience with Osho is of reading his works, mm -hmm. but some other people, and I've experienced a little of this, so I, I, I sense where they're coming from, but a lot of people who listen to him describe his the listening as a meditation. That's that's true, and that's a really good point, Albert, that all these uh, compilations that we mentioned, that you mentioned, that each book comes with a DVD of um, a video DVD of Osho speaking mm -hmm. and to me I personally like to listen and many people I know that they like to listen so if you're the listening type you have that option and if you uh, want to read the words you have that option so it's a really beautifully packaged series yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay on that note let's thank the listener for uh, being with us on this episode of Healing Into Consciousness Radio. If you would like further information, you can go to Osho.com. And Mata's website is matadallion.com, and her award-winning and best-selling book is called In Search of the Miraculous, Healing Into Consciousness. Considering the time of year, we'd like to wish everyone a very merry festive season, as well as a very happy new year. And when Healing Into Consciousness Radio will return on January the 19th, a very special day, uh, we have another very special show as we present the final episode on our Osho series, the most rebellious, controversial mystic of all time. Thank you for listening. Very well.